Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. I got this really strange email last night. I need to see what's going on with this mystery file. Hey, it's a map of a town called Ocean Bay. Someone sent these images to you for a reason. I'm so lost right now. When was the last time you chose a direction and followed it? I'm going to Ocean Bay. We don't get many tourists this time of year. Ocean Bay is a friendly town, but we're not that friendly. I never sent you an email. I don't even know you. And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here. Maps help when you're lost. Do you know what a trap street is? Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist. Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I, I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here? From the creators of Strange Air, this is Trap Street. So maps can have secrets. Yes, maps can have secrets. Follow and hear new episodes of Trap Street anywhere you listen to podcasts. You're listening to The Strata, a Beyond the Dark production. Season 4, Eradication. Part 3. After spending so long in Greywater, the glitter and noise of Highgate City is a shock to the system. Skyscrapers block out the sky to the west, and even this early in the morning, the place is a hive of activity. 
All right. Gather your things. We should get a move on. Akintola pulls a lever, and his cargo unlocks from its mounts and levitates slightly. He pulls it out onto the dock and begins to haul it up the ramp. I pause at the edge of the skiff. The step I'm about to take is one that I thought would never happen. A return to the strata. My heart starts to pound in my chest. After this, there's no turning back. Well, don't just stand there. Hey, watch it. Move your ass, huh? Even Go-Go is faster than this. <sighs> you look like a star-struck little kid. I feel like one. Place your possessions here for inspection. Certainly. What about you two? Where are your bags? Uh, I have this knapsack with some clothes in it. A change of clothes. That would have been nice. Walk through here. Thank you, good sir. And there you have it, my friends. Welcome to Highgate City. We move into a wide-open plaza that leads to the centerpiece. A silver starliner that glints in the early morning light. There are people everywhere going about their activities, and I feel those eyes, watching. And I realize I have nowhere to run. <sighs> okay. <sighs> Calm down, Em. The ones looking for you are back in Dockerton. We're on the other side of the strata now. No one here knows who you are. Follow me. Captain Alvarez is this way. What do I say to him, exactly? Don't overthink it. Just be yourself and try to keep that zest you showed earlier. Confidence. Conviction. That will go a long way. There you are, old friend. I was beginning to wonder if you'd show. Captain Alvarez, my deepest apologies. I encountered some trouble out on the water. Not to worry. You made it here in time as always. And, uh, who have you brought with you? Ah, these are acquaintances of mine. Emily and Corin. Fellow traders? No, skilled technicians, in fact. Ah, you're here for the optech job. Yep, I can fix anything you throw at me. Oh, really? It's good to know. What kind of experience do you have? It is not so much experience that my friends are offering, Captain. It's more along the lines of enthusiasm and the ability to adapt to any situation. Come on, Akintola. I don't need any freeloaders on my ship. Freeloaders? Well, that's preposterous. These are two of the most talented technicians in the strata. And you can vouch for them? Absolutely. 
I've known them both for years. Well, I guess it can't hurt to take a look at the two of you. Let's see what you got. Uh, I'm not really interested. I'll just sit this one out. And just play along. Might be able to help me if I get stuck. Oh, come on. Please. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Do we have a problem? No, everything's fine. Good to go. All right. Mac, two more over here. Captain? This is my operational overseer, McGavin. He'll run you through a few scenarios, test your skills. Is that all right with you? Bring it on. Yeah. Right over here. One of you on each of these terminals, please. What do you want us to do? Just a couple of tests. See what's between your ears. Don't worry, nothing too difficult. Standard kind of thing for any op tech worth of salt. Great. There you go. And you, over here on this one. There. Now, get stuck right in. And good luck. work my way through the questions. A lot of concepts are familiar to me, and I'm able to answer confidently. Other times, I have to guess. And there are a few questions that are totally baffling. <laughs> Things about warp drives, and gravity flow, and duct plates, whatever that is. I have no clue, and don't even bother trying to guess. As the test goes on, I begin to feel foolish. And one glance at Curran tells me he's no different. All the while, a tall, heavy-set man in the corner of the room watches me intently with arms folded. His eyes are narrow, his gaze calculating. I try my best to ignore him and concentrate on the test, but it isn't easy. Captain, word on here. What you got for me, Mac? Well, they're not bad. They've got a firm hold of the basics, I'll give them that. Power alignment and component matching's good, but neither has a clue about anything above a Class V engine. So, they've only dealt with terrestrial craft? From what I can tell, yes. Which means the applicant who was here earlier was the better choice, right? McGavin turns to look at a man in a crumpled shirt who is sleeping over by the window. His head rests at an odd angle, and there's a patch of drool on his chin. That guy? Well, he's worked on everything best I can tell. Over a decade of experience, he even has some Class 9 under his belt. But? He's owned out right after the test. Real sudden. Think he might be on something. <sighs> Trank. Aye, that'd be my guess. Well, I'm, I'm not going through that again. Not after last time. I'm with you. So, it's one of these two, then? That's what I'm thinking. Alright. Which one's the pick? Uh, their skill sets are pretty much identical from what I can tell. That'd be a hard choice to make. Wait a second, are you saying only one of us can go? I only need one optech, Curran. In that case, you should take Curran. No, this is a package deal. You have to come, Em. I'm sorry, but you don't get a say in that. I'm fine staying here. Really. Curran... You go. 
Em, I need you with me. You said it yourself on the way here. Ugh. Look, I don't know. Surely, there's some way we can make this work, Captain. What if we both took a pay cut? Would that help? <laughs> You'd be willing to do that? Em? Um, well... I, 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 don't, I don't know. There's not a lot of crew space on the freighter, and I don't have time to adjust for rations either, so... Uh. Well, we could clear out cabin 9, I reckon. It's been a storage closet for years. We could find somewhere else to stash that junk. Maybe. We need someone, Captain. Well, since it seems you're all pretty adamant about this, and the fact is I don't have any better options on such short notice, you'd better get ready to take a flight. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. The whole time we're preparing for the flight, I keep thinking I'll come to my senses and step away from this. That I'll find somewhere to lay low until I can get back to Greywater. But now that I'm here, I realize I don't want to go back. It's the worst of it. We'll be in orbit soon. Great. Is this your first time on a Starliner? <laughs> Is it that obvious? <laughs> you did fine. Better than some that I've seen. At least you didn't throw up. It isn't over yet. <laughs> well, try getting a sick bag over your mouth first if you can. I can't see Curran. Don't worry. He was seated a few rows back. He'll be fine. Uh, when can we undo these straps? Won't be long. I, I know it's not really comfortable, but in Zero-G, we gotta take some precautions. How many times is this for you? Starliner watches? Well, I lost count a long time ago, to be honest. It's 
pretty routine for me since I left Dockerton as a kid. You're from Dockerton? How does a kid from Dockerton become a freighter captain? I was one of the lucky ones, I guess. Came into an inheritance and moved to Highgate City with my family. Got into a good school and never looked back from there. Still got some friends in Dockerton, but uh, can't say I've been there in a long time. Oh, right. What about you? Where are you from? The Southern Outposts. Never been further north than that. Yeah, I figured as much. Couldn't find an ID record for you or Curran at all, which usually means you're not someone who spends all that much time in the Strata. Not that I really care. It doesn't matter to me where you're from. I only care if you do the work. We can do the work. Don't worry about that. <sighs> Good. Uh, speaking of work, what is it you do, Captain? I figured you would be flying the ship or something. Well, I have a pilot who, uh... <laughs> Wait a minute, I get it. What is it? You're wondering why I'm not at my station. Well, yeah. This, uh, this isn't my ship. The Starliner's just a ferry. I'm a passenger here, just like you. A ferry? To where? Well, look outside that window. Should be coming into view right about now. I glance out the window, and as the ship turns, I see the awe-inspiring sight of the Earth far below. <sighs> oh my god. Then I realize that's not what Alvarez was pointing at. Ahead of us, rotating slowly against the blackness of space, is a vast construct of metal and alloy. Its edges are angular, covered in blinking lights, and I can see starliners docked against it dwarfed by its size. Impressed? Just a little. My ship, the Katona, is docked right there at the Nexus station. Unfortunately, you won't have much time to look around. We kind of have to leave right away, but I'm sure you'll get a chance to explore it again in the future. This is all happening so fast. You'll be fine. Trust me. Your body will adapt. Uh... Is there anything I can do for you? Uh, yeah. Hand me one of those bags. I think I'm gonna need it after all. After we leave the Starliner, we head out into a large, open space filled with passengers milling about and freight being moved between the terminals. Nexus Station, Alvarez called it. I had no idea something like this even existed. A whole damn city floating in space. Greywater already seems so far away. Am are you seeing this? Seeing, but not quite believing. It's just like Akintola said. We're part of something now. Something great. Don't get ahead of yourself, Curran. <laughs> We're not part of anything yet. We have to prove ourselves to Alvarez first. Otherwise, we'll find our asses back in Greywater before we even know it. Emily! Curran! This way! We follow Alvarez through a nearby aperture, where the space narrows to a tight corridor. Beyond, a walkway with a transparent ceiling extends out into the void, and at the end of it, a large, hulking spacecraft awaits us. It's the exact opposite of the Starliner, boxy and weathered, its hull flat and gray and covered in patches of rust. 
On its side, a single word is printed in large white letters. Kotona. That's it. That's our ship. Wow, looks like a beast. <laughs> Not what I expected. But, yeah, I like it. Has a grey water kind of feel to it. Don't say that. We were supposed to be leaving that place behind. Remember? This way. Crew quarters are right through here. I'm telling you, this is the best price I could get for it. Are you kidding me, Mac? That's half what I told you it's worth. These guys in Midtown, they don't like to bargain. Next time, you can go down there yourself. You're damn right I will. <clears throat> Listen up, everyone. We found some new optics who'll be with us on probationary status, working under McGavin. This is Emily and Curran. Hi. Hey. Ah, oh, nice to see you again. The name's Gregory, freight overseer. Slayton, pilot, and, uh, navigator when I need to be. We got a few others who are getting things ready for departure. You'll meet them later. How many crew are there? Nine, with you included. Is that all? From the size of the ship, I thought there would be dozens. Well, don't be fooled. Most of the Katona's bulk is dedicated to storage bays, cargo destined for the colonies. Yeah, need to make room for the really important things like crates of machine parts. Who cares if the crew are squashed into one tiny corner of this tin can? Starting early with the winding this trip, are we, Slayton? No. This is about the usual time. Don't listen to her. She loves it here. Trust me, new kids. By this time tomorrow, you're gonna wish you were back in your comfy beds in Highgate City. Alright, we should get to our stations. Mac, can you- Can we talk to the newcomers about the situation, sir? Not now, Kerrigan. We have a duty of care, sir. It needs to be discussed. <sighs> this is Kerrigan. He looks after all matters relating to security on the ship. I do a lot more than that. Oh, get over yourself, Kerrigan. Captain, do you want to give the briefing, or should I? Emily, Curran, I'm sure you're well aware of the tensions at the moment between colonists like ourselves and the Terran Loyalist group. Uh, who? You've never even heard of them? We don't know what you're talking about. What rock have you two been under? Terran Loyalists. A bunch of misguided troublemakers who want to get in the way of progress. They've been undermining colonization efforts for years. Started with a few minor skirmishes in the outer reaches, but now they're moving on to bigger targets. Took out a Viper warship in the Rigel system a few weeks back. Planted a bomb on board, ruptured the hull. Killed 20 people. There'll be time to go over this later, Kerrigan. Just thought our new friends here should understand what they're getting themselves into. Right. So, are there any concerns? Not for me. No. Sure you don't want to think about it a while longer? Listen, Kerrigan, I know you take your job seriously, but the Katona is just a regulation freighter. There's no reason to think we'd be a target. I've been appointed by Central to make sure this rig is safe, and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I feel so much safer with you around. Why haven't I seen background information on the newcomers, Captain? There wasn't time. You'll get it, trust me. Little late, isn't it? Shit. We've hit the rotation window. Showtime. All right, people, separation's about to start. Get to your stations. You two, come with me. I'll show you around. Excuse me, can you move out of my way? Wait right there. I saw you staring at me back down in Highgate City while I was trying to do my test. Do you have some kind of problem? 
I know you from somewhere. Seen your face before. No, you don't. I've never seen you before in my life. Now get out of my way. You're hiding something. I can tell. I can always tell. I'm not hiding anything. I want to go through the records top to bottom. Find out everything there is to know about you. Great. You do that. Can I go now? Sure. You can go. Enjoy your time on the Katona. And remember, I'll be watching. This podcast is made possible by my supporters on Patreon. If you'd like to hear ad-free, early release episodes, head over to patreon.com slash beyondthedark. There you'll also find my exclusive miniseries, The Strata Luna, the official law book Gridworks, exclusive soundtrack releases, and much more. Your support means I can keep bringing you more seasons of The Strata. Season 4, Eradication. Starring Sam Slade, Dane Brady, Cap Brotano, David Cook, Nina Nikolic, Charlie Wilson, Elisa Martea, Daniel Lear, Avery Moon, Oliver Smith, Harry Frost, Benjamin M. Campbell, and Henry Arnold. Created by Mark R. Healy. A Beyond the Dark production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. When Kilner accepted the job of smuggling escaped heiress Samantha Trapp across the galaxy, she expected the job to be over and done with quickly. But now, they're stuck with each other, and they have a job to do. Think of Automnicon as a sort of student loan company. You take a loan from them, and then they own you until you've paid it off with interest. So all I have to do is pay off my debt? Fine, I can do that. How much do I owe? 900,027 credits. And counting. You're stuck here, with me, to work it off. We Fix Space Junk is a sci-fi sitcom from Battlebird Productions, featuring Travelling by Cryo. Don't worry if you feel like you're drowning. That's perfectly normal. Wait, what? Aliens from across the galaxy. Greetings, visitors. Is that popcorn? Hello, Your Excellency. AIs. Dad, how do I do air? You're already doing it automatically. Calm down. And, of course, thrilling and exciting missions in outer space. Hello, valued employees. Here are the details for your next exciting mission. You will be repairing a device redacted in or at the location redacted. We Fix Space Junk is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Subscribe, consume, integrate, indoctrinate, assimilate, degenerate, and watch your body decay into a faceless husk as your mind floats aimlessly in space. Register your interest with Automicon now.